Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. We're talking finance with Brian. Brian, a very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kathy, and to our listeners. How are you? I'm, I'm well, thank you. You know, we would have, we, we had hoped, Brian, that at least by this time, um, we would have had the opportunity of being in studio together. Can you believe it, that it's been over a year and we still haven't had the opportunity yeah. of, of, of doing a session in studio? I'm actually, had I not, um, had we not had this third wave, I know I would have been in the studio. Mm. I must tell you, I, whilst it works for me at home and I'm busy, you know, that, that talking on the telephone is, is like getting the bronze medal in the Olympics. Uh, Zoom, <laughs> Zoom, Zoom calls is like silver and gold is face to face. I'm a people's person. Yeah. I like, like being with people. Kathy, can I just deal with one um, uh, um, housekeeping issue? We dealt with funeral schemes last week, and I had, we had someone that left a message to, to asking me to please contact him to find out about this funeral scheme that mm. they don't know who it's with, and they want to make sure it was legitimate. Mm. The gentleman's name was Mahar. I, I've tried to call him on three occasions, and because he has, it says, I have an SMS, your number will be sent. I just want you to know I've tried three times to get hold of him. He hasn't called me back. Can't do more than that. Okay. All right. Fair enough, Brian. And today, of course, we're dealing with another important issue, and this is around debt, the difference between healthy and unhealthy debt. Yeah, well, look, the, the problem, Cathy, is that, you know, if you look what's happened in the last 18 months, those with debt, their inflation rate is a lot lower. When I talk about the inflation rate, I'm not talking about CPI, I'm not talking about any, anything else other than your individual Debt. So let me explain that to you. If your salary was 50,000 Rand a month and you were paying 15,000 Rand on debt, that 15,000 has come down to 11,000 because of falling interest rates. Mm. So in actual fact, your debt cost, unless you've increased your debt, hasn't gone up. But your living costs have gone up. But on an average, your inflation rate is about 3 to 4%. Those in retirement who don't have debt, their inflation is a lot higher. So I want to refer to people who have got debt because there is healthy debt and there is unhealthy debt. And if you understand the difference between the three, if you have debt on your home and you can afford to pay your bond and you're even paying a little bit less or more on your bond, that's what I call healthy debt. It's where you live. You want to eventually one day have your home paid for because when you reach retirement, I always say there are three components that must be in place. You must firstly have no debt. You must have a home paid for and you must have some good health care program so that you know that those unexpected can't happen. So when you talk about debt, I always talk about bond debt. As long as you can afford to pay your bond, I call that healthy debt. Mm. But when you started looking at other types of debt, if you start looking at unsecured credit, that's a credit available, and you look at that debt, then that in itself is a problem. Kathy, I'm sorry. I don't know how to stop this when someone calls in on this line, <laughs> the peeping. It'll be, it'll be gone. Forgive me, listeners. It'll be gone in a moment. But um, we, we, when you have... Unsecured debt, that is so expensive. When you have overdraft debt, it's expensive. When you have credit card debt, that's even also, that's also could be anything between 14 to 16%. If you consider that if you put money in the bank, you're only getting 35 to 4.5%, and here you've got this debt. Spoke mm-hmm. to someone yesterday who told me they've got money sitting at 35 and, and they've got an overdraft of 90,000 Rand. I said, well, take the money at 35 and, and pay your overdraft off. So it does make sense to make sure you've got healthy debt. We need to also understand that at the moment, 
your debt may not be costing you as much as it was costing 18 months, 24 months ago because we've had reduction of interest rates. But just understand, taking on more debt at these rates, you may find that in the next year or two that interest rates start moving up. Mm. You start to see inflation move up. You know, we've got, government have got this target inflation of between 3 and 6%, and that's how they, they manage um, um, inflation is interest rates. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's in the midterm of four and a half. There's comment that they may reduce that government targeting. But you've got to understand, when you take on long-term debt, debt those, that, that rate could go up. So you also, again, need to understand that make sure you've got sufficient funds. Um, and I think before you take on debt, one of the most mm. important things is do a budget. Make sure that you know what you're spending your money on so that when you take on any additional debt, you can see that it fits into your budget. You don't just take on debt because it's low interest rates and you can get it. And some of the things that people don't always watch out for when they do their budget is firstly, don't draw cash from a credit card. You pay an enormous amount of interest on that. Check your water and electricity need. Track them. Because, again, so, we, so often, you know, we leave our geezers on and, and, and we don't really realize that with increase, these, that these tariffs have all increased. And the, this can have a major impact. Uh, and, and, and people don't track their spending. Track your spending on a monthly basis. Check your cell phone accounts. Understand airtime and data. Today, you know, I'm petrified. My grandchildren play with my phone. And every month I say to someone who's got more knowledge than I, have my grandchildren put on any games that I don't know that I'm paying for. And, and, I, and I actually found last year that there were a lot of things that I was paying for mm. that I didn't even know about. So those are the things you need to undo to understand how your budget is made up and to find room to pay off a debt. Look at fees that you pay and consider, you know, and, and, and all these things. So be, be aware that there is healthy debt and there is very unhealthy debt. And the message I'm trying to get through this morning, if you want to consolidate your debt, now I'm not talking debt consolidation where people are in financial trouble. I'm talking about if you've got debts all over the place, why don't you try, if you can, through your access bond, which is your debt on your home, try and consolidate that debt under your bond cost, but don't let it run for the period that your bond's going to run. In other words, mm. if you take money from your bond uh, and you're going to, and your other, all your other debt is, is debt over the next three to five years, you must pay it off on your bond over the next three to five years. You mustn't pay it off over 20 years because the cost is less, because that cost is enormous if you leave it for the period of time. So you can always talk to your bank and tell, look, I've got 200,000 rand debt. I've got access bond of 200,000. I'm going to take it on my my bond, but I'm going to pay this 200000 off over the next three to five years. In other words, I'm going to get a lower rate of interest, so I'm going to pay it off quicker. So there are those type of things that you can do to ensure that your, that your debt cost is at its lowest. Bear in mind, debt, when interest rates go up, and we had interest mm. rates nearly double this, you know, that eats enormously into your take-home pay. You get paid, sure. you pay for, you then before, deduction for pension fund, deducted for medical aid, deduction for, for, for tax, and then you're paying off your debt. And that's why so many people who are working have struggled in the past, haven't got a proper budget, don't track their budget, and sometimes just allow these things. Uh, let me make one last comment on debt. For those who cannot pay, your debt. 
Don't just sweep it under the carpet. It doesn't disappear. You must be in touch with anyone you owe money for where you may not have paid them. You need to be in touch with them and come to some terms. If you leave it, you will receive letters of demand. That could lead to judgments. That could lead to all different complications in the years to come. So if you owe money at your bank or your credit card, please, all you need to do is is um, make sure that um, I got thrown off there with that other call. You need to you need to make sure that you communicate with people that you owe money to that you haven't paid. Very important. All right, uh, Brian. I'm looking at the study that was done by Debt Busters, and it's for the 2021, uh, the first quarter of the year. That's the debt index, and it shows that uh, quite a high number of South African consumers are seeking help in terms of managing their debt, which has been soaring in 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 the in the first quarter of the year apparently it's up 31 percent compared to the same period in in 2020 now what advice do you have for people who might feel that you know their 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 debt situation is getting a little bit out of control and they need to find a way of reining in that spending but also uh, trying to start paying uh, some of that debt back yeah, look, the, the statistics are frightening. So many people lost their jobs. When, you know, people, the, people that were in jobs, secured jobs, all of a sudden through COVID lost their jobs. The first point I'm trying to make is get back to your budget. And, when, and, that, and the second point is speak to the company that you owe money to, whoever you owe money to, and come to some terms that works for you and works for the, 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 your, your creditor. Just remember, most people just sweep it under the carpet. So those few that make, that make contact and communicate with people that they owe money to, they will be treated very differently to those that make no contact. If you make an effort, you will be rewarded. You will be able to extend your terms. There is no doubt about Kathy, you owe me 100000 I never hear from you. Someone else owes me 100000 makes me terms. I'm going to be much more favorably disposed to that individual. Uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm going to send letters to. So communicate. And, and so many people have got into debt. And so many people are struggling because low interest rates. I mean, there's a pool between high and low interest rates. Pensioners want, and, and, and I repeat, and need high interest rates to survive. And those that have got a large amount of debt have got to somehow reduce the debt. One thing you must never do is take on more debt to pay off other debt. Don't do that ever because the chances are you're just going to get yourself into a complete, me- into a complete mess and get into serious trouble with your debt. And remember, it's not just about the money you owe. When you owe money, it's the most stressful thing. It's your mental state, your health, all the things that go with it. I mean, who likes walking around without money and, and knowing they're owing money? So what I'm saying is, the message I'm giving is, look at your debt, look at what you, how you can consolidate your good debt. In other words, mm. consolidate because you, because you can pay off all your debt, but you want to get a lower rate. Have a look at your budget to make sure if I'm going to pay someone off, if I'm making a commitment to you, to Kathy, to you to pay off the money I owe you, make sure I pay you. But don't, don't overextend myself. If I, if I can't afford 2,000 rand, offer you 1,000. It's better the person who's owed money to will be grateful that someone has communicated with them. So don't just leave it. So cons- look at your debt, see what the cheapest debt is, and try and consolidate. And if you owe money and you're doing nothing about it, make sure you talk to the person you owe money to. It'll make your life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Is debt counselling always the, is it the, the, the point of, of first call? Uh, is it the first solution that one must look at? No. 
No, the debt cap. Firstly, the, the first solution is to do is to look at your own budget and see what you can and what you can't do, and what how you got yourself into a fix. Then you can talk to any financial advisor, or you can talk to uh, an, a, a debt counselor. But that costs money as well. You know, so try try and do it yourself. And you know, going to a debt counselor and asking them to, to communicate with people you owe money to. Why not do it yourself? Try. I mean, I, I think. It, I think people are accommodating. They understand what's happened. If you explain to them, I've lost my job, I don't have any work, but I'm going to try. You make an attempt, give me, I'll try to do the following for the next three to six months. I'll communicate with you further. It's all about communication. If you communicate correctly with people you owe money to, you will be in a much bit stronger position. Debt counselling is very simply when you really don't know what's going on. The debt counsellor takes money, there's costs involved, which may Maybe you could use rather to, to pay off your debt. I think debt counselling is, is to, in my opinion, like a last resort where mm. you really don't know what to do. Mm. All right. Uh, I've got a couple of questions coming in for you, Brian. Let me go to Nicholas in Tembisa. Nicholas, good morning to you. Hello. How are you, Katie? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, how are you, Brian? Yes, I'm well, thank you. I'm, I'm all right, Brian. Just a quick question regarding the bond, uh, getting a bond at this interest rate, the current interest rate. Is it worth it or not? Or uh, on the other side, is it advisable to fix the interest rate when you're buying a bond? Yeah, look, if you could fix your interest rate at these levels for a long period of time, remember, you're not going to get the rate that you would be paying today. If you can get a bond at 7%, you'd be probably paying 85 to 9%, but you would have your bond fixed for a period of time. And I don't, you know, whilst one always tries to fix bonds at lower rates, you know, you're getting a bond from a bank. Banks do their calculations. So I would say that uh, to tr- fix interest rates will go up in the next one or two years. You can do the calculation how long you can fix your bond for. Let's say you can fix your bond for five years if you can. Then you can do the calculation what your lower, what your cost will be at the high level and what interest rates have to do over the next five years to compensate. You can ask the bank. You can ask who's ever giving you a, a, a bond. You can ask him to do that calculation and see uh, what, it, what it's about. But when you say it's a good time to get a bond, it is a good time to get a bond, but don't remember the interest rates are likely to go up. So if you're going to get a bond and the bank's offering you a bond at seven, which is prime, rather work, rather get a bond maybe at eight and, and, let, and start paying at, as if you were paying an interest rate of eight and a half percent. And if you can afford the bond at eight, eight and a half percent, you know, it's more than you have to pay, then you know when interest rates go up, you're in a good situation, you're not going to be stretched. You're not going to find that we can't uh, afford it. If interest rates stay at this level, then the more money you put into the bond, the sooner will you pay off the bond. So I would always say to someone, yes, if the bank gives you a bond at seven or seven and a half, do your numbers as if you were going to pay the bond at eight and a half and nine. You can pay a little bit extra in, uh, and therefore, uh, when interest rates go up, you'll find yourself that at least you are prepared and your budget reflects that you can pay the, uh, that bond at higher interest rates. Interest rates will go up. They talk, you know, the whole world at the moment is fanatical about inflation and interest rates in the United States. Uh, the Federal Reserve is meeting this week, and the markets are uh, on time. They're just holding them own while they wait to hear not where the interest rates will go up, 
but what the behind comments are about future interest rates. At the moment, uh, the Federal Reserve in America says we're not going to raise interest rates till 2023, 2024, but they always change their tone, and one's just got to understand those overseas interest rates that do ultimately affect our own interest rates. All right, okay. All right, Nicholas, I hope that uh, the, the advice has been useful. Uh, Brian, I'm also going to take a couple of WhatsApp voice notes for you. Uh, I'll play one and you can just respond after. Hi, Kathy and uh, Brian. It's Obed here from Deben. Uh, can, I think it's a different from the topic, but it's uh, regarding money. I've just, uh, I've been having my savings for almost, uh, I'm almost 100,000 now. I think it's 105 or so. I just want to make my money to multiply, to, to have some interest on my money. What kind of advice can Brian give me for it to multiply or have some more saving? Thanks, Obed. Okay, Ovid, as I've said over the years, it all depends on your time horizon. Time horizon means I've got my 100,000. How long am I, do I want to invest it for? Do I need income on a monthly basis or am I looking for growth? Very important question. Am I looking for income or am I looking for growth or am I looking for both? If, you, if it's short-term money and we're talking about savings and it's one or two-year money, then you have to re, then the answer is to really stick into, with banking institutions. You're not going to get much. You're going to get 3 to 4%, and, 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 but you're going to take on no risk. Your money won't fall. If you've got a slightly longer time horizon, start looking at what we call stable and income funds these funds have a combination of a little bit of equity, both local and offshore, a little bit of property. They have government bonds and different types of money market instruments. And there you could get closer to 5 or 6%, but you should be looking a little bit long term. And you may even, if you go into something like a bond fund, a bond fund will pay you today anything around about 75 to 8%. However, understand there's slight risk because the bonds work, interest rates do go up bonds can fall. So there's a bit of risk involved. No risk, stay in the banks. If you've got long-term time horizon, if you're telling me, I want to put this money away for five to seven years, then be more, go into equity funds, go into more balanced funds where you've got a high exposure to equities, which means if the market comes down and your 100 drops to 85,000 in three months' time, you've still got another five to seven years to make it up, and that's where you will make, make the most of money, but you do take the most risk in those type of portfolios. You need to talk to a financial advisor, talk to your bank, your bank mm. have financial advisors and tell them what your needs are. Everyone's circumstances are different. Okay. All right. Let me squeeze in one more WhatsApp voice note for you, Brian. Hi, Kathy. Just ask your guest there. What about the debt that the, the people just call you to say you owe them? And then you you end up uh, blacklisted with with that uh, debt that will never done. What about that? What do we have to do about that? Okay, good good point. If someone if someone does contact you to say you owe them money, the first thing is you want it in writing. You want to show why you owe them why you owe them money. If it's if it's not correct, then you will write back to them and somehow make sure that the letter is delivered, denying any liability. 
so that they can't just take any, they can't, by you not responding, take judgment. But don't ever leave, leave such a call unanswered because you leave yourself in no man's land. So you need to answer. Mm-hmm. If you do owe them money, then speak to them about the money you owe them. Maybe someone that you owed money to has passed on the debt to them to, and then may come to some terms with them so that at least you know that I will be paying them something. Or what I can afford, you can show them what you can afford by providing them with a budget so that you can't yourself get yourself into problems. But don't just leave it. Respond. Respond either negatively, I don't owe you money, or fine, get all the details why you should be owing them money. Brian, we're going to continue with you after the 10.30 news headlines. Let's have the conversation at SAFM Radio on Twitter. Morning, Brian. Paul Swellingham. A judgment against the person. If I get a judgment against a person uh, for debt, how long does that judgment last? Uh, I really don't know. You've stumped me there. I don't know how long the judgment lasts. But certainly, uh, until you, in my, I, I know there were some changes in the law some years ago about judgments and how long they last. But, you know, somehow you've got to get that, in my, in my, to my knowledge, and rather use that what I did know, is that you've got to try and get that judgment reversed. You've actually got to pay back. You've got to make connection, and I think you've got to pay back. But I'll tell you, that's a good question, and I will get that from a lawyer next week. And if you don't mind uh, tuning in next week, I will give you an answer. All right, no problem, no problem, Brian. And and one of the things that we, we we will also be doing later on this week is that on Thursday we'll be having a conversation with the national credit regulator uh, just to explain some of this issue, these issues, especially around credit, because we know just what a big issue it is, and and the number of people that are actually grappling with their finances right now. So it will probably also just uh, add to the conversation that we're having. All right, Brian, I still have more WhatsApp voice notes for you good morning Kathy and uh, Brian I just want to know when uh, you lose your job and cannot afford to pay the car payments anymore then you ask the bank to come and collect the car and you still find yourself with a balance and this balance keeps on uh, accumulating um, interest why can't the banks at least keep the interest or so that you can afford to pay? Because your the interest they keep growing and growing and yet I mean if you are unemployed now you won't even afford to pay the balance to start with. Okay, thank you, Kathy. Look, a real problem, because as you know, the minute you drive a car out of the garage, it depreciates in value. So if you bought a car 200,000 rand and, and, and you now own 90,000, and yet the resale value of that car is 60, you've still got that outstanding 30,000 rand. Remember, it's not with a car dealer who you've sold the car to or you've given the car back. It's with the bank, and you need to talk to your bank to see whether your bank's going to be accommodating. I don't think banks are very accommodating when it comes to owing the money, but you've got to get a moratorium. You've got to get the bank. To, to, to concede that they, you know, that you can pay the lowest rate of interest, or you can suspend the debt until you are again working. I, I make the comment it's again 
all about communicating, although I do agree, very difficult to communicate with banks because, you know, you've got to get to the right person. It's always impossible. You're dealing with call centers, and it really is a problem. Um, and, you know, the other, you know, the other alternative is before they take the car back and they sell it, then maybe, again, you've got to be talking to the bank to say, I've got myself into a problem, uh, and uh, what can we do about it? But mm. it is getting to the right person. You know, I, I, I have a simple philosophy. I think every managing director of a company should by law have to phone their own call center once a month just to see what goes on in call centers, mm. just to get understand how the customers are treated, how people don't respond to customers' requests. And I just think chief executives think their call centers are running smoothly. I can assure you nothing more, than, nothing more frustrating than to go through to a call center and not get anyone that can really help you with your problem. Absolutely, but you, yeah. Am I right, Kathy? Yeah, I, I agree 100% with you, Brian. You know, they don't know. I don't want to be told for 45 minutes how important my call is. And that's the problem because your your airtime is being wasted, your data yeah. is being wasted. And, and, then and, so, yeah. and, then, and then when you get to the right person and you can't get an answer, you, they can't phone you back, you can't get back to them, you may not have all the information, you go through the whole process. I, 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 if, if, I, if I was president, I would pass a law. I'm not going to be president, but I'll pass a law that every chief executive, <laughs> you've got a call center, you've got to call that call center, not as the chief executive, but just as a stranger. Phone your call center and see what goes on. Yeah, that that would be very revealing for, for many companies, Brian. I, I think just on the issue of, of, of the car that our listener was asking about, if I'm hearing you correctly then, the solution is not to... Um, run away as as people try and do, uh, especially in the instance of, 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 of a vehicle that is may potentially be repossessed? Yes. It's communication. But as I did say, it's communicating with the right person. Sometimes you can't get. So if you can't communicate with a call center, write a letter to the bank, address it to the chief executive, mm-hmm. and tell them, I've tried to discuss this with your call center. I've had no satisfaction. And refer it. Phone me on radio. Name the bank. And tell me. It's amazing how they all listen to these type of programs and they pick these things up. I just think they need to be a lot more uh, um, um, accommodating with people. We've had a terrible time. South Africans have had a terrible time for years with debt and high interest rates. And now, uh, with COVID and people having lost their jobs, never had any intention of defaulting on any debt. Mm. Was never the intention. Who would have thought that would happen in the last 15 months? Industries closing down. I mean, people have found themselves in difficulties, and these are the times you, you expect your creditors, people you own money, to try and accommodate you. I mean, the big organizations that haven't been able to pay rent uh, in, the, in, in, the, in these big shopping centers and office blocks, they've had, the, you know, the bigger you are, the more accommodating these institutions are towards you. But the little person, the person who's just got a problem and owe money and they can take your car back and all these things to get to the right person, you just need to be absolutely perse- persevere in your attempts with the call centers. If you can't get to the call centers, write letters. Have the letters delivered by hand to, you know, the, if you're talking about banks, there's banks all over the country. You deliver it to your bank and you have it signed for and insist that it's uh, sent to the right person. You've got to be a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more uh, aggressive. All right, Brian. Um, I think I'll play one more voice note for you and then we'll get ready to wrap this conversation up. Morning, Kathy. As a low-income earner, I've learned very hard lessons from my parents. We lived from hand to mouth. 
They purchase TVs, fridges, stoves, furniture on credit. And these things they didn't know cost them double the amount by extending the repayment periods. So I do save up if I want something until I have a deposit and then ensure that I can make all the payments within three months. In that way, you save a lot. If people can realize that they can stay out of debt with the simple principle of saving up for what you want and then ensuring that you paid over three or six months, then you will be debt free. Thank you. Brian? Absolutely. I mean, I could... I couldn't have put it better. I can just give you an example. My, uh, my retired maid, who'd been with me 34 years, needed to buy a fridge. Uh, and she went into a store to buy a fridge. The, pr- the pr- price of the fridge cash was 3,800 rand. They offered her terms. It worked out over the next three years she was paying 10,000 rand. Mm. So the point is the interest on interest is really costly and it costs you. And, and it's something so, that we have to be more intentional about as, as, as customers when yeah. we're getting different products. Yeah. Look, there's some essential things, unfortunately, you've got to have. There's some essential debts that you have. I mean, school fees and all those things are there. But there's some things sometimes you just have to wait a little bit longer uh, to actually purchase it and save the money to actually. And, and you'll always get a better deal. If you can pay cash and you can pay it off quicker, you'll get a better deal than if you take it on terms. All right, Brian, very quickly, just your numbers for our listeners. Yeah, 011 880 Again, I'm reminding people, if you've got a question, please, when you leave the question on my voicemail, please let me know where you're calling from because it's very frustrating to phone a number. I can't get hold of you and I can't pass your question on to anyone in your area to help you with that question. Thanks, Kathy. Have a great week. Thank you, Brian. Brian, let's leave it there for today. Brian Hirsch, and we're talking about healthy and unhealthy debt there. A very, very important conversation. And like I said, later on this week, we'll be in conversation with the National Credit Regulator on that as well.